I'm Ben Carter, your life transformation coach, and I've been sent, called, and commissioned to help you live your very best life. Join me on Ben the Life Coach Radio Show. I can't wait to support your leap into victory. People say, Tim, yo, you're my hero. How you do it? How you stay strong? Let them all know there's so much that I've been through. I have my days when it's true, y'all. I just can't smile. I just want to cry. It ain't easy. Sometimes it's work just to be alive. But when I think of the goodness that's come to me, it's easier to let go. Hey, 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 welcome back. Welcome back to a brand new show, Ben, the Life Coach Radio Show. Listen, before we get into anything, I have to send out a special shout out to all of my friends, family, clients, colleagues for tuning into this radio show. We have been having some incredible shows. Last show, Blessed Be the Brown Girl, was a really, really phenomenal show. I really have to thank you all for tuning into a show that doesn't play Rihanna or Drake or um, whoever else you listen to out there. I know it's not the radio station that you tune into in the morning where people bum rush the show and demand respect. <laughs> You know, we all give each other respect around these parts, but I want to say thank you. I want to say I love you. I want to say I appreciate you, even when the shows are a little sleepy, a little boring, a little teachy, a little coachy, uh, too preachy sometimes. I appreciate you because I know if you listen to the end, you'll get the message. I know if you listen to the end, you'll walk away full of um, motivation and encouragement and inspiration and you'll know that I really love you and that my intention is to love you into your purpose and see you grow and see you live your best life. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You're the best. You rock out with me. I appreciate it. Welcome back to a brand new show. You will not want to turn off the show. This show is entitled this show is entitled uh, Shut Out versus Shut Down. Shut Down versus Shut Out. <laughs> You're really having the opportunity to listen to, peek into the heart of a man. And I wanted to talk about this because this is what's going on in my life right now for me personally, my behavior and how I show up in relationship. So I, I, I 
wanted to walk my talk and I wanted to talk about something that was real. Ladies, if you got a man and he shuts you out or he shuts down emotionally, this show is for you. Fellas, if you got a man and you both shut each other out and you shut down, this show is for you. Moms, if you've got sons and they shut you out or shut down emotionally, this show is for you. And we're going to walk through a few things. Get your pen, get your paper, because I'm going to give you an opportunity to take notes on things that I talk about specifically, and then some things that I've researched on and uh, read up on to help us all out. Help us all out. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Um, <laughs> listen, I my attitude, I've come a long way. Let's just say that. I've been known to have a bit of an attitude, I'm a bit sarcastic. I know, I know some of you are sitting out there going, no, not Ben, not my Ben, not life coach Ben, not motivational speaker, professional corporate trainer Ben. Oh, yes, that Ben. Such a jerk, such an a-hole, so sarcastic. You never know what's going to come out of my mouth, and I've been working on myself. I, I have. But one of the things that I've noticed about myself, I do a lot of uh, book listening. I don't really have a lot of time to sit down with a book and read. I'm always multitasking. I think the last book, and I'm in my man cave right now, and I'm getting it. The last book that I physically read, it was two, well, two or three books. But the last one that I physically read is called The People Factor by Van Moody. Oh my gosh, this book rocks, and I've got all kinds of notes. And that's the cool thing with book book, that you can highlight, take notes, and all of that. But I listen to a lot of books because I can listen to a lot of books. <laughs> I can go and listen to one book in the morning and then one in the evening, and there's one that I've been listening to. It's about four years old, and everyone should really know who Brene Brown is. Um, she's a fellow life coach. She's a psychologist. She's a counselor. She's done a lot of work, a lot of research in the area of vulnerability. And she has this book called Daring Greatly that I have just been, I mean, sopping up with a biscuit, baby. I'm telling you, she's from Texas. So she, she brought an element of realness and Southern spunk and funk. And I've got a biscuit with jelly and honey and gravy and bits and pieces of beef and I'm slopping and sopping. It's it's just good soul food reading. And it will knock you on your ASS if if you let it. If you let it, if you allow yourself to be vulnerable. And so going through this book and going through myself, really skimming the pages of my own internal book, I realized that I have done a lot of emotional shutdown and a lot of shutting out, especially in my personal relationship. Um, and I do it when I feel like I'm right and I want the other person to really, really be wrong. Uh, so I shut them out. And I came up with a, a brief description, if you will. The shut out, this is for me, the shut out, when I shut someone out is closing the emotional and mental door to my heart, my mind, and my soul to a specific person, thing, and or event with the fear that if I allow that in, if I allow them in, that there will be a break, that there will be a breakdown. So I shut out 
a person, I shut out a, a situation, I shut out um, an event. The shutdown is completely closed off emotionally and mentally to everyone and everything. I only show up enough to meet and fulfill the status quo. Get up, brush my teeth, go to work, come home, watch TV, go to bed, I'm done. Right? That's the complete shutdown when I'm literally stopping who I am emotionally and mentally. And the problem with that that I found, the problem with that is that the world gives men the permission to do that. The world gives men the permission to do that because they tell us, don't be too emotional, be strong. Don't be, don't be a pussy, don't be a sissy. Don't, don't be a bitch, don't act like a girl, don't be like a woman. What they're saying is, is don't feel, don't have emotions, don't experience your emotions the only feeling that you're allowed to have is is anger and sexual arousal. That's it. And you might be able to love your daughter and your mother. But that's it. If you start loving your wife and exposing who you are to your wife or to your partner emotionally, then you, you start to blur the line. And I don't know. We might have to pull your man card from you. That's why I, I decided to do this show because that is what I revealed about myself to myself that I was in for a long time, a chaotic crisis mode of shutdown. If something happened that I did not want to deal with or that I didn't like the feeling of, I shut down, just shut it down. I'm not going to feel it. I'm not going to experience it. So I completely closed myself off. But what I realized in emotional relationships, as I grew in other areas of my life, as I started to identify what my purpose uh, was in this life and started to identify that I need to work on myself intellectually and gain more education and putting myself out there socially, that there was one area in my romantic life that I was still very much sophomoric and had the mind of an elementary school kid. You know, a little boy in the schoolyard pulling on some girl's pigtails as an expression of how I felt. So it, it's very, very immature and it's very, very petty. I know everybody is on the petty movement. You all are riding out with that petty movement and I get it. But as long as you know that you're celebrating your immaturity, I'm cool with it. <laughs> but that's what that is for me. When I start saying, listen, I'm going to punish you for not allowing me to feel. <laughs> you hear that? Punishing someone else for not allowing me to feel. And what was so brilliant about listening to Brene Brown is that it was a smack in the face, if you can hear me, smacking myself in the face, that after all of the studying that you've been doing, because I too am a current psychology student, all of the, the training that you've been going through, how dare you punish someone else for making you feel any kind of way? You gave your permission away. You gave your power away. What I was really saying was, I didn't feel like you created a safe space for me. So ladies, listen to this. Fellas, listen to this. Moms, listen to this. When you're experiencing that shutout or you're seeing that shutdown, 
It's the person saying, I don't feel like there is an, a safe space for me to open up, to fall apart, to break down, to break through. I don't feel like there's a safe space. That's why men have such a hard time saying, I am in love with you out of fear of rejection. That's why little boys have such a hard time saying, I am being bullied or I am bullying. Can you hear that? Can you feel that? You can't ask us to be men and then tell us that we're not men if we cry, if we show emotion. You can't take our humanity away from us. So that's what I've been on lately. You know, Brene Brown has this quote and the quote is, I'll read it to you. Men walk this tightrope where any sign of weakness elicits shame. And so they're afraid to make themselves vulnerable for fear of looking weak. I'll say that again. And I'll say for men and boys, men and boys walk this tightrope where any sign of weakness elicits shame. And so they're afraid to make themselves vulnerable for fear of looking weak. Society has given men the permission to not feel, but society has also told women Ask your man to be sensitive. Ask your man to be loving. Ask your man to be monogamous and faithful. But when he shows up in authenticity of his emotions, smack him in the face and say, you're not being a man. Smack him in the face with your words, your expression, your body language. So when I say I've been on that movement, that movement is the humanity movement. Before I am male, I am human, right? Are we not all human? Emotions don't have gender. So when you ask me not to show up in an emotional experience, what you're asking me to do is be half of who I am. Be your gender, but don't be human. That's not fair. You don't have, a, I'm mad just thinking about it. The feeling that I have, the emotion, if you will, that I'm experiencing right now is anger. I could cuss because how dare you not create a space for me to allow me to be so open with you and feel so protected with you. But most of the time, it's fear meeting fear. What if he's so open and I don't know how to protect him and I don't know what to say? So no. Be a man. Suck it up. Suck it up. Suck it up. You're a boy. Be strong. Don't cry. Hold it in. All of those things. And the reason why I wanted to have this conversation is because I have a son myself and I don't want to raise an incomplete man. Manhood to me is the ability to understand who you are in totality, your entire whole self. And that includes intellect as well as emotion. So mental, physical, the, the full dimension of who we are as, as human beings, as spiritual beings. You can't connect to the spirit if you don't open yourself up to the emotion. That There's a dynamic encapsulation of all of those components that we have to adhere to. And if we don't, we aren't fully living the experience of who we are as unique individuals. So 
for my son's sake, for my sake. I, I just don't want to live like this or live like that anymore. So when you heard me crying last week and you see the picture up of me crying, that's really me, quotation, daring greatly. I'm putting myself out there. You know, if I go looking for another job and that job just so happens to come across my Facebook page and they see an advertisement of this show with me crying, because they believe what they believe about society and men and how you're supposed to behave, they might pass on me. But I have to be willing. I have to be willing to step up and, and stand up and step out and believe that I am okay expressing myself in full capacity of who I am. And if you want to judge me based on being human and expressing my emotions, then God dang it, do what you need to do. But I'm not playing that game anymore. I'm not doing it. So on this particular show, <laughs> there are a couple of things that we're going to talk about. Get your pen, get your paper, because at the end, I want to go through some things. There are four main bullet points that I specifically want to talk about. And, um, one of those things is really being vulnerable. And men, if you're listening, sons, if you're listening, I'm telling you, getting to the point of ignoring the shame that's attached to us having emotional range, not rage, but range, having emotional range, being able to be emotionally diverse, open, and being able to appreciate who we are. And the four bullet points that I want to discuss, the first one is being vulnerable and still maintaining man manhood. Yes. The second one is defining our individual ideas of manhood. What is that, right? And ladies, do me a favor. Please sit the hell down. <laughs> Please stop trying to dictate to us what manhood is and... Fellas to other fellas, stop trying to raise your boys up and build friendships around machismo and testosterone. That's not the full definition of. So the second bullet point is defining our individual's, individual ideas of manhood. The third one is dispelling the myth that emotions are feminine. Ugh. Can't stand it. And then the fourth one Embracing the whole self and eliminating mental health issues and mental stress issues. So there's a lot to cover and a lot to talk about, but this is really going to give me, you, us an opportunity to peek into the mind and the heart of a man, especially when we're in relationships. So all of you out there in relationships with your kids right? Because that's what you're building, relationships with your sons, relationships with your husbands. Sometimes we are not shut down. <laughs> what if we are not shut down? What if you really want to identify if the person you're with is not shut down, but they're just shutting you out? And they're shutting you out because they don't feel safe to expose and express how they don't feel safe to expose and express how they feel. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Think on that. What if you are being shut out? Because the person you're with, the man that you're with, the son that you are raising, doesn't feel like there is enough room in your life 
in your relationship for them to expose that side of themselves because of the mixed messages that we've given to one another. Yeah, I know. This is what I'm saying. Can you feel me? Have you heard me? <laughs> get your pen, get your paper. Because it's time to be learned. We're going to get learned up on this show. We're going to get learned and turned. <laughs> is allowing people to tell us who they are as opposed to telling people who they are. I do that sometimes as a coach and I have to catch myself when I tell people who they are. I have to listen and let them tell me who they are and then just repeat back to them what I heard them say. So what I heard you say was, what I'm hearing you say is, And the point that I'm getting to in particular is the dynamic between single moms and their sons and single moms raising sons and wanting to raise them as strong men, focusing on the man aspect of it and defining what manhood is to the child and for the child, as opposed to really looking into the heart of their son looking into the mind and the spirit of their son and allowing who their son is to tell them 
What do you see in your child? How are they expressing themselves? So it's usually the mom wants to dictate the manhood or how a man should behave. Take the garbage out. Be the man of the house. You know, uh, uh, let that go. Let it go. Make them do chores, but don't start assigning gender roles to everything because you're going to complicate everything for yourself. There has to be some level of emotional intelligence. And it's the flip side where some moms don't know anything or so afraid of that conversation, they start to overcompensate. And they start to say things like, oh, this is my little king. This is my king. He's the king. Lady, girl, mama, woman, sister, friend, stop. Stop it. I'm yelling at you. Please stop. He is not your king. That little boy, that stinky teenager, young adult is not your king. That would make him your equal. Shut up. He's not your king. He might be your prince, but he's not your king. Stop giving him something he hasn't work, worked for. He hasn't earned the right to be a king, especially not yours. When I think about it, that's kind of nasty. Stop. <laughs> so I'm telling you. Stop defining and giving what your perception of a man is because, baby girl, if, if you knew what a good man was, you'd probably have one and could keep one. So you probably should not tell your son who you think or what a good man is because you don't do such a good job at keeping one. No, I'm kidding. Oh, goodness gracious. Did I say that out loud? Oh, don't turn off the show. Don't turn off the show. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we have to be, I'm messing with you all, but we do. We have to be emotionally intelligent. Like you can't want, you can't want a thug and a bad boy and then want someone to come home to you every night, take out the garbage, help you do the chores, buy your brand new car, um, talk about the book from the book club with you. You can't have it both ways. So emotional intelligence has to be a part of the equation and emotional intelligence what is that well I'll tell you um, by description emotional intelligence is the ability to identify and manage your own emotions and the emotions of other folk okay and it usually includes three concepts or three skills so being able to identify your emotions and the other person's what does that start to do when you implement emotional intelligence it alleviates that whole selfish thing it, it starts to get rid of some of that shutdown and shut out do you hear me emotional intelligence is the ability to identify and manage your own emotions and the emotions of others so even when you start to identify that I can't expose who I am maybe have a little bit of compassion because this person might not be able to handle what I need to say or need to do, right? I'm preaching to myself. I'm teaching to myself right here, right? So emotional awareness is the one, is the first thing. And that is the ability to identify your emotions and again, emotions of, of others. The other skill is the ability to manage emotions. That includes the ability to regulate your own emotions and the ability to cheer up or calm down another person. Ooh, 
hear this, regulate your own emotions. So that whole erratic or that whole I'm completely shutting down becomes something that you can control and eliminate. And then one of the third skills or component is the ability to harness emotions and apply them to tasks like thinking and problem solving. Okay, okay. I get, most people don't associate emotions to thinking or problem solving because we think that emotion is associated to feeling and there is a difference between emotions and feelings. Emotion is about the experience. Feeling is really about sensory. It's about the touch. And sometimes we feel, so we react. Emotion really is the ability to harness the, the experience, that feeling that is maybe more cognitive, and then apply that to think it out and to resolve, right? So there's a couple of things that I want to break down for you, right? Because I, I looked this up. I thought this was interesting. So I, the first thing that I looked up was feeling, right? What is feeling versus emotion? And how am I able to identify if I'm just caught up in my feelings or if this is a valid emotional experience, right? Identifying if that man's shutting me down or he's shutting me out, right? So is he completely shut down emotionally or is he just shutting me out, right? Am I shut out? Damn, what did I do? What I do, boo? What I do? <laughs> I'm sorry. Right? So <laughs> was I shut out or is it a shutdown? Where does the feeling, where does the emotion come into play? So you got emotional intelligence. Now let's talk about feelings versus emotions. So when I looked up feeling, feeling is a noun. And the first definition for feeling is the function or the power of perceiving touch. The function or the power of perceiving touch or perceived touch, right? So the touch, the feel, the sensory. The second def definition was physical sensation, not connected with sight, hearing, taste, or smell, but touch. A particular sensation of this kind, a feeling of warmth, a feeling of pain, something that you can physically feel, a sensation. The fourth one was the general state of consciousness considered independently of particular sensations, thoughts, a consciousness or vague awareness, right? So a feeling of inferiority, a feeling of superiority, right? So I'm superior, you're inferior, I'm better, you're weaker, I'm stronger. Those feelings that aren't necessarily true and those aren't emotions, that's a feeling. I feel this way, and so sometimes because I feel, I react, right? I'm in a relationship with you. You make me feel, or I perceive the situation, or I'm feeling inferior to you emotionally, so I shut you out. <laughs> Are you getting it? Are you picking up what I'm pick putting down? You better be getting it. You better be getting it. You better be knowing it. <laughs> Emotions. What's the emotion? You got me feeling emotion. What, what? Deeper than I've ever. Mm -mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just had to get it out. That's that's my, it's a good girlfriend in my head, Mariah. Mariah before, uh, oh, glitter. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Emotions. 
Now, the first definition I found for this, an effective state of consciousness in which joy, sorrow, fear, hate, or the like is experienced as distinguished from cognitive or consciousness. Cognitive or consciousness awareness. The second, any of the feelings of joy, sorrow, fear, hate, love, etc. The third says, any strong agitation of the feelings that have been experienced or experiencing love, hate, fear. So what you'll find is in those definitions, right? In those definitions, you'll start to find that emotion is about the experience. Emotion is about the experience. Feeling is about the feeling. So when we start talking about the shutdown and the shutout and how we don't feel safe or open or vulnerable enough to express, what we're saying is, I am not sure, I am not certain that I'm able to express this emotional experience with you if I'm able to verbally open up because I am not sure what the reception is going to be. Again, identifying whether or not you've been shut out versus someone being shut down. You can start to identify if someone's shutting you out if you see them being open with other people. If the other person knows about their, their, their emotional experience or their feelings about a situation, the situation at work or the situation with a friend and you start to find out, wait a minute, I'm the last to know. Why don't I know? You want to start investigating why this person has decided to shut you out. And even though that person that shut you out is, I hold myself accountable, right? Hold me accountable. I'm accountable and I'm responsible for being open and allowing myself to be open and allowing myself to be vulnerable. But if we're in relationship and you start to see that I'm open and vulnerable in every other aspect except with us, then as a partner in the relationship, as a husband or a wife in the relationship, as a mom in the relationship with the son, you have got to identify if you have in fact not created the space or, or opened up to the experience of that person being in their emotions and expressing their emotions and talking about their feelings as well. So vulnerability, what is vulnerability? You know, I looked that up too. Um, vulnerability or being vulnerable is an adjective. The first definition is capable or uh, capable of or susceptible to being wounded or hurt as by a weapon. Mm, okay. Number two is open to moral attack. Criticism, temptation. Let's stop right there. And that's it. That's it. That's freaking it, man. That's it. What is it, Ben? What is it? <laughs> the shutdown, the shutout. We're shutting down, we're shutting out because we don't want to open ourselves to being attacked, criticized, 
sometimes tempted, wink, wink. But that's it. We don't want to open ourselves up to those feelings, to those experiences, to that. We want to shut you out. And if we feel like it, doors closed, it's locked, throwing the key away. Okay? Number three was open to assault, difficult to defend. Okay, there we go. There we go. Vulnerable. It takes a lot of bravery and a lot of courage to be vulnerable. So, if you ask a man, are you vulnerable? Do you want to be vulnerable? He might exclaim very proud, hell no. For what? I'm not doing that. Showing my emotions, man, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But if you ask him, do you want to be brave? Do you want to be courageous? Then they're going to say, yeah, I am brave. I am courageous. Well, being vulnerable requires bravery. It requires you being courageous. We don't typically look at it that way, but that is the truth. There, that is, as I borrow from Brene Brown, the entire point of daring greatly and moving beyond the shame, because that's what folks will have us believe. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> for standing here, right? So you all see it on those shows that you watch, but you ask a man to step up and be a man, and when he does expose himself as a complete man, you don't want to be bothered with him anymore. He's not the bad boy that you thought he was. He's a wimp. He's a wuss crying for. Get out there and make it happen. You can't have it both ways. You can't want to define our manhood. We give you parts of that definition that you come up with and then when we when we want to give our complete total whole selves you back away and you slap us in the face for it you can't steal away our humanity as a matter of fact take it back because a part of what makes us human is our ability to feel and then experience emotions there's a book out there heaven and hell um by dr uh, neil burton or Neil Burton, he's, um, I believe, PhD, and he has a quote in, in that book. It says, if an emotion remains unconscious, this is often through repression or some other form of self-deception. When you think about that, if an emotion remains unconscious, this is often through repression or some other form of self-deception. You're attracted to the person, you're with the person, you start to realize that there is emotional breakdown, there's not a lot of emotional intelligence. Why is it okay to be with someone who has created barriers and a lifestyle out of repressing and suppressing their emotions because they are deceiving themselves, which mean ultimately they have no idea who the freak they are. Do you see how deep this goes? The more you shut down, the more you repress, the more you suppress. You have no idea who you are because you can't ignore your emotional self and know who you are. You can't have knowledge of self and not have enough courage and bravery to be vulnerable enough to experience the emotions of yourself. Okay. 
sit on it. So stand it, let it marinate. Do what you need to do for it to get it. Research for this show. The article was written by um, John D. Mayer, not the singer. Not the singer. <laughs> He's a personality analyst and he wrote this article years, 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 years ago um, about emotional intelligence, about what emotional intelligence is um, and what it's not and understanding the difference between emotional intelligence and what it is and what it isn't. And if you're interested, you should go out there and, and look for it and try to find it and read up on it so that you get an idea of what emotional intelligence is. But even more than understanding um, what emotional intelligence is and isn't, as I um, unintelligently try to pronounce intelligence, <laughs> Um, I eat my words, sorry. There's another article out there that's written by Norman um, Rosenthal, 
And this one I really love. So get your pen, get your paper, because I'm going to give you uh, 10 ways to enhance your emotional intelligence. And all of this stuff is found on Psychology Today, if you're interested. But I thought this was brilliant. Um, I'll give you like seven. You have to do the rest on your own. Now, top 10 ways to enhance your emotional intelligence. Top 10 ways to identify if you're in the shutdown or you're shutting out. Listen, the first one. Don't interrupt or change the subject. Dun, dun, dun. I can get up and do a backflip on this one, especially when we're in arguments. Just want to say, shut up. Stop changing the subject <laughs> or stop using me. Do, are you ever in an argument and the person you're in the argument with doesn't really argue, but they just repeat everything that you say with a question? Well, why don't you do with this? Well, why don't you do with this? And, oh, and you just want to pick something up. You just want to just throw everything at them. <laughs> so, woosah, let them speak. Don't interrupt or change the subject. Don't interrupt or change the subject. If the feelings are uncomfortable, you might want to avoid by interrupting or distracting Sit down, ask yourself, how am I feeling? What's going on with my feelings? Stay where you are. Don't interrupt or change the subject. Number one. Number two is don't judge or edit your feelings too quickly. Don't dismiss your feelings before you have a chance to think them through. Healthy emotions often rise and fall in waves, peaks, val valleys, and it does it naturally. Number three. See if you can find connections between your feelings and other times you felt the same way. Remember that emotional intelligence where we're trying to harness, problem solve, regulate. Number four, connect your feelings with your thoughts. When you feel something that strikes you as out of the ordinary, ask, what do I think about this? What am I feeling in this situation? Number five, listen to your body. Ooh, listen to your body. Ooh, listen to your body. Ooh, okay, be serious, Ben. Number five, listen to your body. You know this. Breathe, you know this one. A knot in your stomach, that knot in your stomach, that flutter in your heart, you know, listen to the sensations and the underlying fe feelings. They'll signal, they'll tell you, they'll allow you to process, they'll allow you to get to a point of reason. Listen. Number six, if you don't know how you're feeling, ask someone else. <laughs> what does that mean? So what uh, Dr. Rosenthal is saying here is people seldom realize that others are able to judge how they are feeling. Ask someone who knows you and you trust how you are coming across. You may find the answer both surprising and illuminating. And in order to get this, there has to be some openness. If you're in a situation where you're experiencing the shutdown or the shutout or you're trying to identify which one you're in, if you're not able to get to the point of asking someone else, and I'm talking about myself, 
talking to myself. If I can't get to the point where I'm asking someone else, I know I'm in complete shutdown. So guys, this is for us. Come on. Everybody else, go do something else. Talking to the fellas right now. If you don't know how you're feeling, ask someone else. People seldom realize that others are able to judge how they are feeling. Listen, if you can't do that, you're in the shutdown. You can't go to a friend, whoever it is, you're in the shutdown. It's not even the shut out anymore. You are completely shut down. Number seven, tune in to your unconscious feelings. How can you become more aware of your unconscious feelings? Free association. When you're relaxed, allow your thoughts to roam. Analyze your dreams. As I always say, always say, I told you this in the beginning of the friggin' show. Notebook and pen. Jot down your dreams. Jot down your thoughts. Get out your dreams. Get out your thoughts. Pay attention. Pay attention. And that's it. I'm not going to give you the other three. Go research it yourself. But really identify emotional intelligence, vulnerability, feelings versus emotions. Whether or not you're in the shutdown or the shutout. Stop stealing people's right to one, feel, but two, really experience emotions. Because you're taking away their humanity. You're taking away their humanity. So the four bullet points that I wanted to talk about. Number one, being vulnerable and still and still man, maintaining manhood. Listen, it's one and the same. You really, to put it simple, fellas, I'm, I'm not going to even get into a long description with this. You either accept it or you don't. I don't care who's listening. You can't be a man if you're not willing to be vulnerable. Did I just define your manhood for you? I'm sorry. <laughs> for me, I can't be complete in my humanity and in my manhood if I don't allow myself to be vulnerable. If I don't practice bravery and some level of courage and be vulnerable. Number two, defining our individual ideas of manhood. Well, for me, having this conversation. For me, showing up in my emotions. For me, identifying when my feeling is sensory based and not necessarily the truth. Well, I feel like I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel, right? Well, okay, that's your feeling. Respect your feeling, but do it anyway, if it's the right thing to do. So for me, identifying who I am, where I am, what's the right thing for me as an individual person? What's the right thing for my son? What's the right thing for my family? That's manhood. What's the right thing for humanity? The right thing to say, how to show up, how to behave. That's manhood for me. That is manhood. Not necessarily my gender, not even necessarily my personality or a trait. I want to be macho where I need to be, but I also want to be authentic. And I also want to be in integrity. And I also want to be about dignity and I also want to be about moral and value so there's a lot that goes along with manhood and if you've not defined those things then the makeup of your manhood might need to be 
redefine. You might need to sit down and, and create a new blueprint of who you are as a man. And that includes being vulnerable. That includes identifying what you're feeling versus your emotional experience. Number three, dispelling the myth that emotions are feminine. That's bullshit. Ooh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Ooh. You know I don't like to cuss on the radio. <laughs> dispelling the myth. Dispelling the myth. Excuse me. That emotions are feminine. That's so stupid. That's the dumbest thing. That's dumb. And that's all I have to say about that. There's no such thing as... That's dumb. Women have babies. Are they stronger than men? Women have emotions. Are they stronger than men? Okay. Say yeah. So by... If you say yes to that, then that, that just automatically makes us weak. Right? Which means feminine doesn't mean weak. Feminine just means woman, right? So if women can have babies and they can handle things emotionally and we can't, feminine is a good thing. Feminine is strength. So it's stupid. Stop associating emotions to gender. It's just dumb. That's a myth. It's not true. Do we need to even have an intellectual conversation about that? No. I like the word stupid and dumb for that. <laughs> Number four, embracing the whole self and eliminating mental health and mental stress. A lot more men statistically are taking themselves out, are committing suicide because of that suppression and regression and the bottle up of their emotions and their feelings, ignoring who they are as human beings and believing the myths and the lies, lies that ultimately take our lives. Embracing that we are total beings and we get to be masculine and strong and macho when we need to be and overbearing and sometimes egotistical and obnoxious and loud. We get to be all of those things and sensitive and open and intuitive and loving and affectionate. We get to be all of those things because it eliminates the mental health related issues and it eliminates the stress. What we all need to know, this is what we all need to know. Life is going to give us all an opportunity to be hurt and to heal from. What you want to ask yourself and what you want to ask the people who are closest to you. How are you going to support me? How are you going to support the men in your life to be healed? Because everyone will have an opportunity to be hurt and to be healed. Will you support that? Will you allow me the space, the freedom, the opportunity to be healed and be vulnerable and be open and be courageous and be free from shame Healing requires vulnerability, and that may require some tears. It may require relinquishing the need to be right and the strength to be still, be quiet, and releasing the need to control everything. So more than being right and more than wanting to be in control, 
I, like you, just want to be healed. I, like you, just need to be vulnerable. I want to be heard. I want you to hear my heart. Please, hear our hearts. If you can listen with your heart to my heart, we won't shut you out and we won't shut down. Until next time, this is your favorite life coach. Love you. Long and empty road until he finds out. Oh, he can't do it alone. Cause when a man cries, he's giving you his soul. He's giving you his love and his emotions. Hey, hey.